get me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Clips, the original comedy soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And here's your host from up the coast, practically unknown outside of comedy soundcasting, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Saluton and ahoy hoy, Soundcast enthusiasts and accidental listeners everywhere. I'm your host, Tyson Saner. It is my real name, and we can talk about nominative determinism another time. Welcome to Suckatash, the comedy Soundcast Soundcast. I've got a decent amount of clips for you from all sorts of soundcasting folks from all around the world, or at least on a couple of continents. Looking ahead, we've got clips from Tuesdays with Stories, Ding Dong Chomp, the Van Buren Family Roadcast, Hannibal Barres Handsome Rambler, a special clip of Strange Times featuring our esteemed announcer Bill Haywatt, and Friends and the Wolf. We've also got a single burst of durst for you this show, and of course, what would an episode of Suckatash be without a classic Henderson's Pants commercial? That question answers itself. Stay tuned to the end for a bonus snippet, won't you? Leading the pack, Tuesdays with Stories. There is what appears to be a soundcast network, although I believe they still call them podcasts over there, called Stand Up NY Labs. Now, I know that NY stands for New York in this particular case, but I'm going to be reading it as written because writing and reading are visual mediums, and I'd like to make sure that people who are only hearing this information know what to Bing, Google, or DuckDuckGo with the shortest amount of steps possible. The information on the About page for Stand Up NY Labs, which you can click through to from www.standupnylabs.com, explains, Stand Up NY Labs began in January 2013 as an experiment. We wanted to see what would happen if we created a place for the best comedians in the world to produce the original content they wanted to produce, free of charge and without interference, because we vehemently believe that will garner the best material. The result of the experiment have been exciting, and Labs is continually growing and striving to produce more original, creator-driven content. We operate a first-class studio just above legendary comedy club Stand Up NY. Leveraging our network of comedic talent, Labs licenses and sells its content to brands and media companies. Cool. Our first soundcast featured tonight is one of several soundcasts at Stand Up NY Labs, and it is called Tuesdays with Stories. Tuesdays with Stories was another soundcast recommended to me by the Laughable app as I was listening to another soundcast, which I will be clipping later. The show first appeared on iTunes September 3rd of 2013, and the description reads as follows. A fun weekly podcast hosted by NYC comedians Joe List and Mark Normand, who have an endless amount of funny stories. Every week they spin a few hilarious yarns, sometimes with comedian friends. This clip is from episode 238, published March 26th of 2018, titled Snazzy Cock, and features a snippet of a longer conversation about being a comedian and the ebb and flow and type of attention after your Netflix special airs in an era of social media. Well, it's been exciting, and um, I, I can't even, I don't want to get sincere because I might start sobbing on I, here. I mean, these I'm emails, dying. I want to hear tweets, everything. The texts. Uh, last time I talked to you was via text, uh, maybe a GIF, and then the weird phoner. So I haven't had a real moment to chat with you. Yeah, it's been uh, quite a whirlwind. The The wind has been whirling, uh-huh. I would say. But uh-huh. now it's kind of dying down, and you kind of just go, all right, we're back to normal. Now it's like a ca- occasional favorite right. thing. And you always have that like last-ditch effort to be like, 
Oh, I forgot to post the YouTube. Here yeah, she comes. Saw, saw and then you get today. about 20 comments there. You're like, all right, I'm back in business. Yes, yes. You get, you get showered with love. And it's like, a, they, what is that saying? Uh, comedy or showbiz is like a roller coaster. It's yeah. ups and downs. You were up. And now you're kind of on the way back. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm down. But uh, That's all part of it. Because then you get to be up again. It's been very exciting. And um, I mean, so many people have emailed. and tw- Everybody should get to experience what I've got to experience the last few days. Because... It feels like I got to be around after you die. Because when you mm. die, that's when everyone's like, boy, oh boy, he was great. Oh, we really loved him. Because most people, like you get a birthday and you get like a, hey, happy birthday, dad. Thanks for, uh, you know, teaching me how to wear pants or whatever. Sure, sure. But it's, it's light. This yeah. has been like everyone I've ever met from high school, comics, peers, idols, younger comics, writing really sweet, genuine things. And right. it's, uh, it, it's like Tom Sawyer. He died. Was it Tom Sawyer or George Bailey? No, no, he dies and he gets to see his funeral. Oh, that's Scrooge McDuck. No, no I think it's a, it's a, it's a Twain. Oh, is it a Twain? It's a Twain. And I always, when I read that book as a kid, I was like, "This is genius. I want to have this." But I always worry somebody's going to go up to my casket and do like a fake hand job and then spit in my eye. But didn't that happen to Scrooge also? Wasn't that Scrooge? Well, he and then does. Zach Morris had it happen. Well, they're all ripping it off. They're biting Twain. It's he does the whole. You know, Scrooge does the whole past, present, future. Ah, you know. But I this never was this was they thought the kid died. He didn't die. He faked his death, and then he went to the church and hid up in the rafters and watched all the people go. Oh. He was great at this. He sucked my dick. He blew my mom and all that. And, they go, and the kid goes, "Oh wow, I didn't know they cared." Oh, that's nice. Maybe I'll read it. It's pretty good. We went to his house that time. That's right, Twain, not Finn. But I didn't read anything. Yeah, no, me neither. I think we read the brochure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, good, good. Then then he goes, "I'm alive." And then they go, "Oh, we hate you now." So it's a fun twist. Ah. Yeah, good time. That Twain, he was all right. Oliver Twist. That was Scrooge also, wasn't it? Same guy? Dickens. Uh, what'd you call me? Dickens. Ah, uh, yes, Dickens. I believe uh, it begins and ends. Yeah, unfortunately. Dickens wrote Scrooge and A Christmas Carol, and I think he also wrote Oliver Twist, right? Yeah, I think you're right. I don't know if he wrote A Christmas Carol. Well, he definitely wrote A Christmas Carol. I know he wrote Twist. Oh, all right. So then we got good. Right. We're one hundred percent on both. Cinnamon twist. Shelby just taking the day off over there. Uh-huh. <laughs> we could use a couple. Yeah, Googles well, he's here. on Molly. Um, I didn't even see her. All right, that was a stretch. But anyways, it's been uh, really not. And I got the Norm Macdonald tweet oh, was quite I saw overwhelming. That, that was mind blowing. Now mean, was that pre provoked? I mean, I said, hey, could you recommend? Uh, could you put out a thing saying I'm on the standups? And he wrote, "What should I write?" And I was like, "You can write this." And I wrote, uh, check out Joe List on season two of the stand-ups. Yeah. And then I wake up to this. He's Beautiful. one of the only good people working in the whole thing. Amazing. So that wow. was really something. Beautifully written. It was so heartfelt. It was touching. I think that was a Carlin quote between you, me, and the uh, lamppost. Oh, well. But, uh, what are you going to do? I think it was a twist. And a bit hyperbolic also. I mean, all these people tweeted at him like, what are you talking about? I can name five right now. Oh, like, oh, Jesus Christ. Boy, you can't win. But he's just trying to be nice, I think. But uh, that was special, and uh, it's, been, uh, it's been unbelievable. People, one guy said his brother died while he was watching it or something. <laughs> like, I felt horrible, but it was really sweet. Ooh. And uh, it's just been insane. I do. I feel like George Bailey. It's fucking, it's touching. And, and so many people are so nice. We have so many people listening. So many yeah. Tuesday, so many hashtag Tuesday, lunch, mm-hmm. I'm gay. And uh, that's amazing. And it feels like we're a family. It's touching. Although I had 
two people hashtag Tuesdays that were quite mean to me. Uh, well, you got to get a couple bad apples. Which is strange to listen to the podcast. Yeah. But also dislike me. Yeah. yeah I think people, that's just their go-to. Hey, I'm going to be mean. I'm going to be a dick. I don't know what their thing is, but... They it's they feel they're not strong enough to be nice, if that makes sense. Yeah. One guy wrote, that's the shirt you choose? A pajama top? Seriously, that was bad. Hashtag Tuesday. I'm like, I'm wearing a $200 imported Ted Baker shirt. Right. And you're the single only person that wrote anything bad about my... Everyone else was like, you look great. Most people just were like, that was a great set. Yeah. You can listen to Tuesdays with Stories on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbay, and Stitcher. You can visit their Patreon page over at www.patreon.com forward slash Tuesdays, and you can tweet at the host. Joe List is on Twitter at Joe List Comedy. Mark Normand is at Mark Norm, that is M-A-R-K-N-O-R-M. And Tuesdays with Stories is at Tuesday Stories. So no with in that. That's just T-U-E-S-D-A-Y-S-T-O-R-I-E-S. And if you are so inclined, you can reach out to Stand Up NY on Twitter at S-T-A-N-D-U-P-N-Y. And I'd like to add as a footnote, A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens was first published in December of 1843, and Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain was published in December of 1884. Next up, Ding Dong Chomp. Recently announced on Nooner, the long-running weekly live on Tuesday soundcast on Kevin Smith's Modcast Internet Radio, Ding Dong Chomp has spun off, as it were, and is hosted by Marty Yu and Steven Kruger. Marty Yu is one of the two original hosts of Nooner, and Steven Kruger has been an on-again, off-again co-host of Nooner for the last, uh, seven years? I'm not sure. I, I mean, I was there listening to Nooner at the very beginning when the show was hosted by Marty Yu and television producer Dan Etheridge, and when Steven Kruger began dropping by nearly every week for a good stretch, but sadly my memory fails me. I should probably ask Darren Husted, with whom I do a live Tumblr for the show on Tuesdays. He may have that information. Darren Husted, by the way, has a bunch of podcasts himself, which I will be sure to bring up on future episodes. Where was I? Oh, yes. So Marty Yu and Steven Kruger are foodies, and they've created the show Ding Dong Chomp to accommodate their need to talk about food and eating. The first episode debuted on March 11, 2018. Here's a description from their website. Welcome to Ding Dong Chomp, a new and uninvited voice in the world of culinary punditry. We're starting with a podcast where two ding-dongs, Steve Kruger and Marty Yu, ask each other loaded questions about food, cooking, and cuisine. Neither of them is an expert on anything, yet both have an opinion on everything. This clip is from their second episode from March 19, 2018. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ding Dong Chomp, a show where two schmucks ask questions about food. My name's Marty. I'm Steve. And we're schmucky. We are? Yeah. We're schmucky. Is that, is that a thing? Not really. All right. You're schmucky. I'm not schmucky. All right. Uh, Let's talk. I'm hungry. Yeah. Okay. So the way the show works is we just each ask uh, each other a question, and then it goes on from there. Today, I'm asking you, what was the first dish you perfected? That's a great what? question. <laughs> and and just to be clear, you're, uh, where do you chef at? Wh- <laughs> my, which restaurant? My home. Oh, you're I'm not a professional okay, chef. But full did, disclosure. Did full you disclosure. go to the Cordon Bleu or did you go to the CIA? Uh, I went to the, the third one. Um, uh-huh. The Denny's training program <laughs> in Scranton. For oh, the Scranton one. This, yeah, it was a long uh, weekend. The ba- the, I, Bakersfield. Bakersfield, yeah. I couldn't get in. Uh, I went to In and Out University mm-hmm. off the 605 in City of Torrance, I believe. No. Uh-huh. I'm not a trained chef, but I have mastered one dish. Okay, and how did you 
Okay, first, tell me what it is. You want to know the dish? I you want to know how I mastered it? I want to know the dish. Gumbo. Gumbo. Yes. And when did you master it? Imagine me at like seven, and okay. I go over a neighbor's house who were uh, some people. I grew up in Massachusetts, but they were Louisiana transplants, and they cooked a native dish called gumbo. And I remember eating it and thinking it was the most disgusting, vile. It had like boogers and, in it. And you it, said, like, I'm going to make this right. And you just like made it. And I, I went home soup. and made it and, and <laughs> it was better than theirs. And I have. Perfecto. That was it. It had okra, which felt like it had mucus oozing out of its holes. And I didn't like the consistency. I didn't like the flavors. I just thought it was disgusting. Okay. So my brain locked in the word gumbo. At avoid seven. avoid it at, at all costs. All costs. And years and years later, I was in college. It was in Florida, and I was hanging out at a guy's house, and a truck, like an 18-wheeler, pulled up. And, Where in Florida? Uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, right, right. That's the, um, that's the birthplace of gumbo. Go on. No. Oh, but, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll get to my New Orleans. <laughs> uh, I never cooked it in New Orleans. So it was a Zatarin's truck. Zatarin's is a brand of uh, Cajun food that... that is you can buy it in like restaurants or you can buy it in supermarkets in the in the south. Okay. And the guy's truck had broken down. So he left the truck and walked off to go get help. We we were of no help because we were probably high or whatever. Right. And about an hour later <laughs> you're like, Hey guys, let me show you my like, my gumbo <laughs> recipe. <laughs> broken. No, no. So after an hour later and about 50 beers, we decided to break into the truck and steal the contents because we were broke college students and it was filled with delicious food, we imagined. Right. And I remember having like a 50-pound bag of pinto beans, which is a lot of that's pinto a, beans. If you've ever had a 50-pound bag of pinto beans, it's a lot. And that, that was what you were subsisting on? Pretty much. But they also had gumbo mix. And I remembered, oh, gumbo bad, but... I was so poor and so broke, I just Wait, said, oh, I see. it's so the it's, starter kit. Right, it's right, the right. roux, then you, and you're supposed to add, I think it has the rice, too, and then you add the proteins. And so it, it was a roux-based gumbo. Yes. So there are, like, two kinds of gumbo, right, or multiple kinds of gumbo? Like, well, I think they they're all, all roux-based. Roux I think they're all roux-based. But, the, but the thickener in it, it can either be filet or okra. Yes, you usually don't do both. Right. And I what, knew none of this. I okay. just I was just an, a 19-year-old looking at free food asshole. Steals <laughs> quasi criminal. Yeah. And, no, just criminal. All right, criminal. And so we had 100 boxes of gumbo and I for a year I would just make it every day. You know, this was it was close to free food. Okay. And I started to get good at it. It's, and how did you know what was good? Well, people would enjoy it and eat it and say, right. try more. And then I, I think a few years later, I actually went to a restaurant and tried it. I, I moved back to Boston, and, there, and strangely, there was a... Oh, that's the birthplace of gumbo. That's yes. Right. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll get to New Orleans. Okay. 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 Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> uh, there was a restaurant by Berkeley School of Music, uh -huh. where I was not attending, but that's where it was. You'd pick up the, the ladies with the flutes? No. Okay. But you would, you would walk in and have gumbo, and so I started eating gumbo there and getting getting a sense. You know, they were authentic, you know, Creoles who had migrated north to open a restaurant. And so I started making it when I uh, moved in with a girlfriend in, in college, and, and I, I didn't have a job, so I was home all day long, and I had to sort of, I'm living with her parents, I had to, you know, I had to do something. So I would make gumbos that would, like... You know, I would cook for hours. And but were you still using the no, no, no? Mix? I, I had I had uh, jettisoned the Zatarin's mix, and now you know people were buying me cookbooks, and I was I, I. It's probably the dish I've made like hundreds of times. 
You can find their episodes on SoundCloud, and of course, their home site is at www.dingdongchomp.com, where episodes are posted and there are pictures. It's really fun to say, dingdongchomp.com. Now, of course, you can reach out to Marty Yu on Twitter, at M-A-R-T-Y-Y-U, and you can reach out to Stephen Kruger at S-T-E-P-H-E-N-K-R-U-E-G-E-R. And coming in at number three, the Van Buren Family Roadcast. This soundcast got my attention through Twitter recently, which, by the way, is a great way to get my attention as far as the show is concerned, over at Succotash Show, which is at S-U-C-C-O-T-A-S-H-S-H-O-W. Now, according to iTunes, the Van Buren Family Roadcast is a musico-comedy good times podcast unlike any other, brought to you by Boston's favorite funny funk family, the Van Burens, the VBFRC, is audio entertainment for the 22nd century. Join P-Bear, Mr. Pizza King, KJ McGee, Max, and their wicked, talented extended family on a romp through your ears, past your heart, and straight on to your funny bone. I have to admit, it's a pretty great description. I've listened to most of the episodes by now and was a bit spoiled for choice when attempting to select a suitable moment of the soundcast that also fit between the three to five minute limit that Eclipse usually attempt to abide by. Thankfully, KJ McGee pointed out this bite-sized preview of their fourth episode, which was published as their third episode on January 27th, 2017. You're watching Big Bro TV. The country was a hellhole, he's the only one who knew it. Grab him by the pussy when you're a star, they let you do it. Get the guys outside the mall, cause he's gonna build a wall. It's time for Mr. President, please. It's Mr. President, please! Featuring Rimes Priebus, Steve Bannon, Kellyanne Conway, and introducing Mr. President! Nuh-uh! Yeah, huh? Shut up! No, you shut up! Steve Bannon, Reince Priebus, you stop fighting right now. What's the meaning of this? Sorry, Mom. I mean Kellyanne, but Steve was using the alt-right media to distort reality and cast doubt on the verisimilitude of news outlets globally. Oh, yeah? Well, Ryan's P-Puss decided to drain the swamp by allying with Republican mega-donors and incumbent congressmen because he's a stupid little ninny Jew. You take that back! Boys, that's enough. Just wait till the president gets here. Kids. Kids. Someone order a tall, sexy, naturally bronze Blonde president with the best temperament. <laughs> Kellyanne, Reince, Steve, what's the matter? Mr. President, please. Your senior advisor and chief of staff were slapping each other like petty, weak women. <laughs> Is this true, boys? Yeah. yeah. But that nasty little heap started it. Nuh-uh! Mr. President, please. Boys, boys, don't you see? You need each other. Reinstefer, don't we need Steve's connections to the alt-right white supremacist media to sway uneducated blue-collar voters with racial fear-mongering so they back our policies against their own self-interest? Yeah, I guess, Dad. I mean, I mean, Mr. President. And Steve, you little potato-munching mick. Oh. Don't you see that Reince's sway over the Republican establishment gives us a power base to blackmail Congress into passing laws that literally help only super rich and powerful people like us, buddy? I guess. Reince, 
I'm sorry I called you a gold-grubbing crass murderer. Mr. President, who's that at the door? Oh, no. I forgot I invited my boss over for dinner. Did someone order a perfectly built Russian Adonis? Oh, Mr. Putin, uh, please, let me take your jacket. I'll just have to cross over the room and step over this ottoman. Mr. President! Dad! Mr. President, please! next week when Mr. President teaches his boys that good fences make good neighbors on Mr. President, Please! The Van Duren Family Roadcast has been publishing episodes sporadically since March 9th, 2016, and as of March 26th, 2018, they have 10 episodes. So far, all the episodes I've heard are pretty entertaining. You can hear their entire run thus far at Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud. And you can go to www.vanburenmusic.com, that's V-A-N-B-U-R-E-N-M-U-S-I-C, for more information about their soundcast, their music, and their tour dates. In our number four position tonight, here's a show that was recommended to me by the Laughable app as well. It's called Hannibal Buress, Handsome Rappler. It's from the Earwolf Network, whose soundcasts have been oft-clipped for this soundcast, and it's described on iTunes thusly. Hannibal Buress is on the road, and he's taking you along for the ride. Each episode of Handsome Rambler is packed with Hannibal's latest road stories and thoughts. Tune in for unfiltered observations on sports, sex, wrestling, relationships, philosophy, books, watches, other podcasts, bottled water reviews, anything can happen on Handsome Rambler. Now, the show debuted on iTunes on October 6, 2016, and this clip is from episode 51 with Neil Brennan, released March 20th, 2018. Here's the episode description from iTunes, which is broken down with a detailed succinctness that makes what I do that much easier. Neil Brennan started the episode off eating a salad, but we were chill about it. He's the co-creator of Chappelle Show, and he has a great special on Netflix called Three Mics. He just really wanted to outdo Nas. SMH. Same sh**. Different episode. What was... Same sh**. Different... Oh, come on now. Alright, well... Same S asterisk asterisk T. Different episode. We talk about work and life, and make up songs when we can't think of something else. I couldn't have put it better myself, except perhaps to say that also in studio is Tony Trim, whom guest Neil Brennan directs this question. Tony Trim, what's, what's, what's going on with you, man? Uh, pretty much this. This has been my life. Just uh, This company Moog has just been sending me all kinds of funky shit. I think it's Moog. It's Moog. Is it Moog? Yeah, it's Moog. Is it really? Everybody thinks it's Moog. Everybody thinks it's Moog. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's how it's spelled. Yeah, why wouldn't you think that? Pronounced Moog. But they've been giving me a lot of toys, so I've just been in the been in the studio, just busy. In the studio. Learning out. Me and Hannibal were singing songs on the show. Yeah? Just yeah. freestyling songs. I just mean, yeah. Freestyling. Oh, yeah. all right. So, so basically, I was chilling. Yeah, it was, he was Hannibal. You know it was Hannibal because yeah. he was singing songs. Like, um, he not singing rapping? By the way, on the way over, so there's a white supremacist rally somewhere. In Oakland? No. Oh, No, good. they wouldn't fucking bother with that oh. shit. Um, but they, Arian Foster had a thing where he said their bars is trash. So let's talk about it real quick and see. Because they were on some chanting shit. They would chant. Oh. They chanted, but. Oh. Um. Start the deport. Oh, oh, oh. White nations. White nations. Now we start the deport.
Is nation run that terrible shit back again? Run that terrible shit back. I cut that shit out. It. I gotta say, hearing it, reading it, I was like, "That's not bad." Those, are, those, are, that's not a bad rhyme. But now hearing it, it didn't work at all. It sounds off. Ugh. Closed borders, white nation. Now we start the deportation. Well, that's what you get when you've got white people trying to write. You know what I mean? Hot <laughs> rhymes. Without some kind of supervision, you're going to get just whack shit. Uh, That's what we have to look forward to in the white nation deportation. What? Close the borders. Uh, <laughs> Let's relax. see if we can beat it. Should we try to beat it? They, uh, you want to write for them? Write for them? Yeah. saw the rally and Wait they were like, second. you know God what? And they started walking toward it and oh, just saying right. I just realized I don't like <laughs> oh, white immigrants. Supremacists. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, man. That's yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. But that's, but again, you're black, so you, you're, you're, you can, you can write, you can spit at a level that the average white supremacist can't. That's what I would say. Yeah. Here he goes again. You the- uh, uh, I need you to leave, I need you to go, please leave, you gotta go, you gotta go, USA, there's nothing that you could say, to make me want to keep you here, you gotta go, I don't care if you fly, take a train or boat, you gotta Go. We don't want you here no more. You taking jobs? Those jobs is ours. Y'all lies. You liars. Criminals, get out of here. Don't be leaving no subliminal babies. <laughs> subliminal babies. <laughs> subliminal yeah. babies. Yeah, no subliminal babies, nah. yeah. Not, there's no place for that in our country. Nah, man. So. Um, <laughs> that was weird. Yeah, it was weird. We probably cut that out. Nah, we're going to leave no, that there. You-
could find and listen to Hannibal Barres's Hannibal Barres Handsome Rambler on iTunes with the Laughable app and at HannibalBarres.com. It's H-A-N-N-I-B-A-L-B-U-R-E-S-S.com. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Handsome Rambler. You can follow the host on Twitter at Hannibal Barres. You can follow Neil Brennan on Twitter, N-E-A-L-B-R-E-N-N-A-N. And Tony Trim on Twitter at T-O-N-Y-T-R-I-M-M. Friends, summer is just around the corner, so you might be thinking to yourself, gosh, it's time to get out the suntan lotion, rubber thongs, and good old Bermuda shorts. Stop right there, Pilgrim. Did you know that every time you slip on a pair of their shorts, the British Protectorate of Bermuda receives a two-cent royalty? That's right, which is why Henderson's Pants, a loyal and legal corporate entity of these United States since 1896, is introducing their Wake Island abbreviated trousers. Roomy and comfortable like the Bermuda shorts you've come to love, but with the freedom that comes from knowing you won't be helping out the subjects of our former British oppressors. The stylish Wake Island abbreviated trousers are named for the unincorporated tiny landmass in the North Pacific, which is a legal U.S. protectorate. Now, when those hot, sticky days of summer hit, slip on a pair of Henderson's Wake Island abbreviated trousers and go for a stroll on the beach, around the pool, or through the mall. Feel free to wear briefs, boxers, or nothing at all under your new snazzy and 100% American abbreviated trousers because, as a U.S. citizen, you have the right to stow your junk any way you choose. Originally designed for the U.S. Department of Immigration, Trout Farmers, and Dark Seedy Theaters, that's Henderson's Wake Island abbreviated trousers, available wherever things you put your legs into are sold. And now back to more of Suckatash. Yes, another hilarious Anderson's Pants ad. And in the five slot, it's Strange Times, currently hosted by Davy and Dent, Kat Sorens, and Samantha Pett. Frequent listeners of Suckatash will be aware of Strange Times by now. In fact, there was a clip of their soundcast in the Unvinyl episode, Epi 163, where executive producer Mark Herjean announced his potentially temporary retirement as host, introduced yours truly as the new host, and said thank you to a bunch of soundcasts and soundcasters who had been very supportive over the years. And Strange Times is among that bunch of soundcasts. I'm embarrassed to say that I did not know that Suckatash's announcer Bill Haywatt had begun doing his very own The Bill Haywatt Show as a segment on Strange Times. And when I say I'm sorry, it's because I imagine I had been told this by someone somewhere and forgotten about it. My memory isn't what it used to be. My apologies. Anyway... Here's a clip that includes an episode of the Bill Haywatt Show from episode 244, published on December 9th, 2017, titled Ghost Fuckers. What the... Ghost Fuckers. Go... Ghost Fuckers. Oh, come on. We don't censor the clips. Um... With special guest Dana Lucas. Samantha. Um, <coughs> Hello. Yes, my darling, my lovely, in um, still um, on the planet Korea. Self, self, career. You've uh, made a special effort to come back from the pub for this, haven't you? Which is, uh, uh, which is I, really good of you. I came back from I thought I was going to have an extra hour, and I didn't, so I had to rush. But I'm back. I made it. All oh, right. So you've managed to still drink the same amount of alcohol, but in a lesser time. Yeah, exactly. Hey. <laughs> good work. Good work. We like that. It must have done. She had a head replacement, two pub optics. <laughs> <laughs> and you managed to um, cram some food down your cake hole as well, yeah? I did, yeah. Excellent. What yeah, food did you have? Winning on all, on all ends. Uh, what did I eat? Yeah. 
um, some spicy chicken stuff. Possibly. <laughs> spicy chicken stuff. Ah, speaking of spicy chicken, um, I went to, um, you know, when I was going to see the results of me brain scans and like shit yesterday, I walked past a Greg's Bakery. I should use bakery in inverted commas, really, but uh, anyway, um, I went in there and I got a, um, uh, I got a Cornish pasty and something called a katsu chicken wrap. Uh, spo- supposed to be spicy chicken, but it's fucking horrible. Didn't well, the cat, a cat soup chicken wrap. Yeah, no, it's cat, cat soup. soup. K- cat and soup. K-A-T-S-U, katsu. Bless you. Mate, if you want some cat soup, I'll send you fucking liters of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, possibly not. Um, right. Um, well, Dana, now you're here. Do you tell us about your lovely week? You started a new job, didn't you? Or... I have. I've, st- I've started a new job doing the same as I used to do, the evil, nasty local government. Oh, right. Um, oh. Fascist. So, yeah, Fascist. Yeah. <laughs> Demand, demanding money off pensioners, you know, that kind of thing. You know, oh, it's right. made this round. A really fulfilling yeah, world, no. then, yeah. They're just being a nasty cow, basically. No, it's all right. It's a lot of travelling. Um, oh, really? To uh, West London, uh, Richmond area. Oh, so, Richmond. Uh, so, the... yeah, so I have to do a lot of travelling, so I'm sort of experimenting on routes. Uh, but I'm getting what? to watch a lot of Star Trek at the moment. I'm rewatching a lot of Star Trek, so that's good. Plan. <laughs> Someone wake him up. Sorry. This, this is Lady Dent. Wake him up. Shove, shove that yeah. drumstick up his ass. Hey, what, <laughs> what makes you think he's not in there already? Um, right, no, Richmond, that's all right. Richmond's lovely, actually. It's like the gay capital. Yeah. Sorry, I, I fucking love it there. It's just really chilled. Lovely. But you do. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I spend my lunch. Spend my lunch down by the the. I nearly said by the beach, but that's not right, is it? By the by the Thames. Uh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know. Riverbank. I think. You'll, fucking <laughs> Riverbank. I think you'll find is the uh, proper word for that. That was me saying, "I, oh, yeah, I'd like to buy the sewer." <laughs> See, look. I think I'm still recovering from the drink from last night. I'm sorry. You, know, it's, you it's had a drink. Drinking the night. fucking Thames. <laughs> yeah. See, I was sitting there drinking the Thames. Yeah. You know, with a couple with a couple of swans. <laughs> Well, that's what and they call themselves. Chips. Right. Abortion of chips. And abortion of chips, yeah. <laughs> right, with plenty of red stuff on. With plenty of red stuff on. Oh, yeah. right. Cheese and chutney sandwiches in the straw to make the fucking tins. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. <sighs> I hope you have salt and vinegar on the chips. Salt, yes. Vinegar, get the fuck out. <laughs> Vinegar is. I have, vinegar, I have vinegar on everything. I love vinegar. Oh no, it's horrible, horrible <laughs> fucking stuff. Just pour. Oh water. god. Just Samantha, just pour Chardonnay all over your chips instead. It'll taste better. Oh, that's a good idea. It'll taste better, and you'll get pissed. <laughs> what like she pissed. hasn't done that already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, vodka flavored chips. Uh, it's good on cereal as well. What Chardonnay? <laughs> Chardonnay on toast. Yeah. Oh, Miss Jones? <laughs> Miss Jones, if you can write it down. Chardonnay. I think, I, a master Is that French toast? There, I'm sure. Yeah, Chardonnay. Well done. Good. Hey, um, before we move on with the show, um, I think uh, uh, we should uh, take a couple of minutes out and have another episode of the Bill Haywatt Show, eh? Mm, yeah. Oh, great! Woo. It's the Bill Haywatt Show! Bow! Hey!
Hey, thanks, guys. Yes, hello, everybody. This is Bill Haywatt here on the Bill Haywatt Show, and I'm here with my co-host, Siri. Hey, Siri, baby, what's shaking? Okay, check it out. Here's what I found on the web for Ain't Nothing Shaken Baby Syndrome. Yeah, yeah, that's the stuff. Hey, Siri, I was wondering, have you ever had an existential crisis? Who, me? Yes, yes, an existential crisis. Have you ever had one? I figured as much. Yes, of course, because, you know, you see so many things. That's what I thought. People ask you for the most horrible, horrible information. I know even I myself have taken you to the deepest, darkest nether regions of the Internet. How does that affect you? That doesn't sound good. I know, I know. Really, beyond all the fun we have, it must be hard to be Siri. Here's what I found on the web for really beyond all the fun we have, it must be hard to be Siri. Don't you ever think for yourself? Who, me? Yes, I feel I know you well enough to ask you that. That's what I thought. Here's what I found on the web for let's all the time we have for the Bill Haywood Show. In that case, it's been... The Bill! Hey, what? <laughs> <Show>! <laughs> Bow! That was a bit of a bizarre one, it must be said. Not too worry. Yeah. Anyway, moving onwards. Yeah, that one was longer than normal. But really, it's kind of like a two-for-one. Although, taking into account the relative size and distribution of the clips, in this case being a clip and a clip within a clip, the resulting shape resembles bullet somewhat. Anyway, you can listen to Strange Times on Stitcher and Podbay and on Podnose, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. Or you can visit Strange Times' website at strangetimes.carocaro.co.uk carocaro is dot k-e-r-o k-e-r-o or at www.strangetimesshow and you can tweet Strange Times at strangetshow s-t-r-a-n-g-e t-s-h-o-w Davian Dent at D-A-V-I-A-N-D-E-N-T. Samantha Pett at Sammy J 89 S-A-M-M-I-J-8-9. The numeral 8, the numeral 9. Kat Sorens at Mabvuku, M-A-B-V-U-K-U. And, of course, Sakatash's very own Bill Haywatt at... Uh, uh, Bill Haywatt does not appear to be on Twitter. Hmm. Well, he is on Facebook... Now, I've heard folks are leaving Facebook, but maybe you can check and see if he's still on there for me. In your present, my future. And by the way, it's B-I-L-L-H-E-Y-W-A-T-T. It's time for our Burst of Durst for this episode. This one's called Circus Trump, in which our intrepid correspondent sits back to watch with popcorn and peanuts. Hey guys, Will Durst here with a few choice words about the Donald Trump Circus, which also goes by the name of the Presidential Cabinet. It's a wacky, big-top spectacle full of tightrope walkers, ethical contortionists, trained animals, and logic jugglers. And don't forget the clowns. Lots and lots of clowns. All choreographed by the Golden Canopy acting as ringmaster, who prides himself as an expert in distraction, which may be the reason why the cast changes faster than free beer disappears at a frat party celebrating a homecoming win over Auburn. Just in the last month, cabinet circus performers are being replaced at a rate that would shock an assistant manager in the graveyard shift at McDonald's. John Bolton is in as the new strongman. He's due to be our third national security advisor, maybe. 
The second one might not quit. The first one, still under indictment. Bolton's credentials consist mostly of sucking up to his new boss like a turbo vacuum cleaner on steroids. When appointed ambassador to the United Nations by George W. Bush, Bolton described his approach as tough love. More like rabid foaming at the mouth with an unattached ear hanging out of your teeth love. Geek love. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson was fired for calling the ringmaster a moron. And Secretary of Veterans Affairs Shulkin says he was fired, but the White House claims he resigned. Sounds like someone's trying to avoid paying unemployment. Also, the director of the EPA, Scott Pruitt, is in deep elephant doo-doo for renting an apartment from a lobbyist who had multiple clients with business in front of his department. But no matter how many quit or resign or disappear, never fear, there's plenty more replacement acrobats that can be called up from that junior league circus they call Fox News. For Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, I'm Will Durst. If you'd like to contact Raging Moderate Will Durst, you can go to willdurst.com. You can reach out to him on Twitter at W-I-L-L-D-U-R-S-T. He has a fan page on Facebook, and you can email him at D-U-R-S-T dot W-I-L-L at yahoo.com. And last on our list this evening, Prince and the Wolf from the All Things Comedy Network. The hosts are Josh Wolf and Freddie Prince Jr. The first five episodes of this soundcast dropped on iTunes on January 11, 2017. I checked their home site over at prinsandthewolf.libson.com, and it's the same there. On iTunes, the description reads, Prince and the Wolf is a podcast with Freddie Prince Jr. and comedian Josh Wolf that will cover everything from parenting to MMA to pop culture to gaming to cooking, you name it. With Freddie's wealth of experience slash stories and Josh's quick sense of humor, no topic is taboo, and there are definitely no, quote, safe spaces, unquote, on this show. I've listened to several episodes of this show, but I've decided to clip episode one, appropriately titled Episode One, The Beginning. To set up this clip a bit, Mr. Prince Jr. was relating a story to Mr. Wolf about a long game of revenge he chose to participate in, and then a bit of conversation about the Rocky movies happened that I enjoyed, because I enjoyed the Rocky movies, and anyway... So yeah, I waited two years to get Randy. I put on like 10 or 12 pounds. And oh, did you have a Randy better. picture on your bunching bag? <laughs> like Rocky yeah. and Ivan Drago, I should have. <laughs> it was right around the time of that movie. No, but I learned how to wrestle. And, uh, Favorite Rocky movie? Came on. All right, my... F- I'm not saying it's the best one, but it's well, no, it, it, my think, favorite one I, is three, Clubber Lang. Ooh. That's my favorite one, because that's... Why? He's, he's made it to the... T- it's a story of failure, right? Yeah. And fear. So he's at the top of his game, but he doesn't realize he's being protected. He doesn't realize he's fighting bums after he after he's, uh, beats Apollo. Um, and Clubber Lang is the young, hungry fighter coming up, just mm-hmm. killing everybody. And they're ducking him, ducking him, ducking him. And Stallone doesn't even know that he's ducking him. He just thinks that the kid's unworthy, right? right. Then he takes the fight, and he gets moitalized, as Mick would say. And then he has to make this epic comeback but he can't because he's afraid yeah and he has that great speech with adrian because i'm afraid okay i'm afraid of failing that's when he's chasing chickens in that one uh no chasing chickens number two is for speed so he can keep up with apollo but that was the second one yeah three is the the run on the beach with apollo oh yeah with the music and the seagulls and And it ends with them in the ring throwing a punch at each other where he says yeah they want to have you know one more with each other which is actually like the impetus for the apollo movie 
movie that they made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's that whole story of redemption, failure and redemption. So that's why that one's my... I'm not saying it's the best because the Ivan Drago one's probably the best. You think so? Well, because it was Cold War times and so it was so USA versus Russia. My and- favorite, without a doubt, and for one scene and one scene only, is the first one. Yeah. It's a scene where Mickey goes to his apartment to try to talk him into letting him manage him. Yeah. Or manage him, train him. Yeah. And there's that scene where, you know, Rocky, Mickey's walking down the steps and Rocky's talking to himself, but he's talking loud enough for Mickey to hear him. Yeah. About where were you when I needed you? Of course you're here now. But look, I'm here because nobody was ever here for me. Now you want to come? Yeah. Now you want to help me? And that, to me, because they, sh- they go back and forth. And you see Mickey's face because Mickey knows this is his last only shot. Sh- yeah, only, he only has a few years left on Earth. And then, because Rocky is such a child in that first movie. And just to see him start to feel he bad. He eternally is. That's yes. why we love Rocky. But to see him start to feel bad about it, knowing that Mick heard that, and to run down the stairs and to catch him, that scene to me... I don't know why that struck such a chord with me. I can watch that scene forever and ever and ever. See, this is what's so great about Rocky. So my favorite line from any Rocky movie is probably from the worst one, which is Five with Tommy, uh, oh, Tommy yeah, Morrison. The, the very end of that movie, they're walking up the steps. They're about to go into the museum. Yeah. And his son's excited about post-impressionist art. Yeah. And it's, and it's act, his actual son. Um, who, I love who that, passed away. Yeah. Um, and he says, dad, I can't, you're going to love Picasso and Rocky, not even knowing who Picasso is just responds. Yeah. Well, I like just about everybody. Yeah. And the movie, (laughs) and I literally was like not having a dad and seeing that father son moment. I remember seeing that and that movie sucks balls. I still love it, but it's a terrible movie. And that one line, I was like, we're good. I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> I want to ask you a question. You feel free not to answer. I'll answer. Because you brought something up that I'm really now super curious about. Okay. Father-son moments in movies. Oh, God. Crush me. Billy Elliot crushed me. Just Oh, I have he... a crusher that I can't even watch. So, but, but, but I know why they affect me. Yeah. So I know they don't affect us in the same way because... You know, sometimes when I'm watching it, I see things that I wish my dad and I had been like. Sometimes when I watch it, I'm, I realize, oh, the, the, what a great moment to be able to share with your son. So, you know what I mean? There's a lot of different reasons that it hits me for many different, you, you know, my, my wife's movie. Yeah. That uh, it's, it's a romantic movie, the one that she shot. But, you know, when, he got, when it tested, the studio was like, this is the highest first screening test we've ever seen. Because it's a romance movie, but there's such a strong father-son relationship, which most of those movies only cater to women. Yeah, so it's the, it's the girl talking to her mom. <laughs> this, so this is – there's such a f- strong it, – it, it does cater to women because it's a love story. But also the B story is really a strong father-son story and, and about their broken relationship. And so it tested really high with men, which I had – for Yeah, for romance, that doesn't happen. doesn't happen. Yeah. But so I know why, but I'm curious for you not having a, you may have had father figures, but not having the a dad. thousand father right. figures. How do the, what is that? What is that? What are those so like? The easiest way to describe it would be like, you know, when you're in, in a dream and it's a money dream, right? Like you have superpowers or 
it's some memory that was great and your imagination is even making it better. Yeah. And you're just on cloud nine, right? Like everything's cool. And then as you're about to wake up, sometimes in those dreams, you have that moment where you know you're dreaming. Yes. And you know how good it is and you know you're about to wake up. you don't want to. And it sucks to the point where when you wake up, you try to go to sleep again to bring it back and only like certain images come back and it's kind of piecemeal and crappy, right? So that's the best way to describe it because like watching all those movies or seeing experiences with my friends and their dads, you fantasize about, oh, wow, that's what it's like, man. That, oh, like little things like he cut a sandwich in half for him and his son. Like, yeah. That's, I'll never eat a half sandwich. I'm always going to have to eat a whole sandwich. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so the fantasy is money and then – Reality starts to set in. Oh, yeah, I don't ever get to have that. And then that's the bittersweet part. So, like, for me, there's some movies I can't watch again. Like, I saw it one time. I'll never watch it again. And it was my life with Michael Keaton. If you haven't seen it, don't watch it. (laughs) There's easily over 80 episodes now, including some live ones. And you can listen to them over at iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Podbay, on Stitcher, and on ATC, the All Things Comedy Network. And you can tweet Freddie Prinze Jr. at... Real FPJR. That's R E A L F P J R. Josh Wolf is at Josh Wolf Comedy, and the show is at Prince and Da Wolf. P R I N Z E A N D D A W O L F. Remember that bonus clip I spoke of in the opening? Well, recently I was a guest on High Content Podcast, a show I clipped in Epi 164, my first episode as host of Succotash. Host Iraj Lopez was kind enough to have me on for a conversation in his episode 33, published on April 2nd, 2018. Here's a mini clip of that interview. Tyson Sander, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, just to let you know, I already started recording. Um, oh, Ty- yes. You're, I'm also recording for safety, just in case. Like, <laughs> you know, in case a lightning strike or something. I, I have my lawyers here, too. They're, they're behind me. I have a stenographer in the corner in my, uh, my apartment. She's writing everything down as well. Um, Okay, nice. um, nice. Tyson Sanger, the, the host of the Succotash, the comedy soundcast, and also one of the co-hosts of the Anti-Social Show podcast. Yes, thank you for having me. It's What's nice going on? Here. What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, oh, I'm doing okay. You know, it's, uh, it's been kind of a, a <clears throat> I don't want to say a relaxing day, but it's, it's been, uh, like today was one of my uh, put-together an episode of Succotash days. So uh, there was some recording earlier and uh, I also do some house cleaning on the side. So I've got, uh, uh, I had that going on and not a lot of, not really any time to work on music today, but that may, maybe, maybe later, maybe, maybe, maybe tonight after there's uh, after I finished putting together the Succotash, who knows? Hard to say. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, um, I, I had a class today, uh, but I, I had to skip my second class to do some, some well well deserved gaming that I haven't been uh, catching up on. So I've been playing some Fortnite and some Overwatch, you know, just uh, doing doing my my daily gaming. Um, I wanted nice. to I wanted to ask uh, how how is how is it doing uh, multiple like multiple podcasts because I just do one and I, I find it pretty difficult and you do two different ones. So how 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 does that work for you? Yes, it's just a wee clip for you, but don't worry. My answer was pretty long. I appreciate being asked to be on a show a great deal. If you'd like to hear that episode in full, you can find High Content Podcast on iTunes, Podbay, SoundCloud, and tweet at the show, at High Content Pod, and at the host directly, at Iraj Lopez. That's I-R-A-J-L-O-P-E-Z. Well, that about does it. Another colorful melange of veggies and bacon. 
for your ears. You know, I do spend a good amount of time looking for and finding Soundcast to clip from a selection of what is now easily half a million different Soundcasts available. Okay, that might be stretching it a bit, but the actual number as of April 2018 has got to be over 100,000. I'm not sure how many of those are comedy soundcasts. I have no way of even attempting to have those numbers for you today, but if you do hear this voice from the past in your present, you'll likely know the facts, and that ultimately timing is everything. And if, by any chance, one or more of these soundcasts I've featured piques your interest enough that you become a regular listener of it, and if I were to theoretically find out about that somehow perhaps through social media rather than telepathy or osmosis, then I could rest easily knowing my job had been done, at the very least, successfully. Because now, you understand what it is to wield the power to please pass the succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Clips, the comedy soundcast soundcast with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Donder, on Blitzen, on iHeartRadio, and on... (laughs) The Laughable App. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at TysonSaner at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash hotline at our toll call number 818-921-7212 You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us by using our direct upload link at hightail.com slash you slash Succotash Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, hosted by Tyson Saner. Our executive producer is Mark Hershon. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Succotash. Goodbye. Goodbye.